Ha ha ha, A's. We win, you lose. <laughs> ah. Um, I guess we have to be happy um, because the losing streak's over and they didn't get swept. But it's brutal to think where we are right now. <laughs> that like a 2 1 eke it out win over the A's is something to celebrate. Yeah, not good, man. Absolutely not good. Not good. But they won. Um, and at the end of the day, it counts the same as if they would have beat them 11 to 1, at least in the record book, maybe not in your hearts. Uh, a series done. Kind of a forgettable series, but. Uh, some important storylines to cover and some MVPs to hand out. Bones had a really good hype train pick. Um, so we're going to talk about that. Also, we're getting closer and closer, and everyone's talking about it. So let's uh, revisit some guys we want to trade for. Uh, we might give you some similar guys. We might give you some new guys. Uh, and if you weren't with us earlier, then they're all going to be new guys. Plus, uh, going to Seattle, one of the most fun away series that the Blue Jays play all season. All that's coming up on Locked On Blue Jays right now. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your Thursday, July 7th edition. He's Matt Bonaparte. I'm Ben Schulman. Appreciate you making us your first listen every day. Check us out on that email down below uh locked on blue jays real at gmail.com we want to hear from you we want that email account to keep growing check us out on twitter at locked on jays uh, we also appreciate the youtube comments that we've been getting i uh, always like to hear your guys opinions even if you're like hey those guys are weird um we're into it we want to hear um so uh yeah make sure to uh to stay in communication with us you can leave us a, a like or a a rating uh, if you uh, think we're doing a good job, and maybe a comment on uh, Apple Podcasts too. Why not? Uh, but uh, let's get into this Oakland Athletics series that is wrapped up. The Blue Jays lose the series. Um, it's not a crazy depressing day because at least they broke. Uh, we're recording on Wednesday, obviously. Uh, at least they uh, broke the losing streak. Uh, they had lost five in a row, uh, but they win one. They're back seven games above 500 off the 2 1 win on Wednesday afternoon, uh, and it's time for our storylines and our MVPs. Uh, Bones, I'll kick it to you first for your storyline. What are you thinking? Storyline here is you look back at this series, you lost two to the A's, all right? It's not very good. Uh, my advice to you, Blue Jays, throw this out, all right? Out of sight, out of mind. Nobody should be thinking about this A series, okay? Throw it right out. You should instead be looking ahead. You've got two opportunities, two four-game sets coming up against bad teams. First one against the Mariners, and there's two games against the Phillies. They're a good team. And then you get four games against the Phillies. Aren't great. You get four games against the Royals right after that. So you've got eight games here against not great opponents. You've already beat up on the Royals this year and the Mariners for that matter. Go ahead. Do yourself a favor and just smoke these teams and make everybody forget about this bad A's series. Let's take you back earlier this season to uh, May, where the, the Jays lost five straight games. Uh, and then a couple weeks later, went on an eight-game win streak, and everybody forgot about that five-game skit. Do that again, all right? You just lost five straight games. This was this could have been the sixth one, almost was. Ramon Laureano was trying to make it. Uh, and then Bo Bichette, Matt Chapman pulled through. So go ahead, do yourself a favor, 
make sure everybody forgets about the series. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, it's obviously, you know, we can sit here and say, oh, they just stunk over those five games. But it's baseball, and the beauty of it is that every day you can kind of write a new page in the story of the season. You get 162 different narratives to write that make up your season. And uh, this is a young team. I do think with all the hype around, like, are the Blue Jays going to make a World Series? Are the Blue Jays going for a pennant? have made people forgot how many like young 20 year olds uh, are still being relied upon. And uh, that's good and bad. A lot of the time, I think they're streaky a little bit because of it, because it takes years and years uh, to become a consistent player, even if you're really good. So um, who knows, maybe this is the start of something big. Uh, you never know which win starts the streak. If they can make it this one, that would be awesome. Even if it's not an eight win streak, if you win four out of five, five out of seven, stuff like that, um that starts to get you sitting kind of pretty so um you know not the worst thing in the world to end a five-game losing streak and still be seven games over 500 it's not great uh but it could be worse you could be out of a playoff spot instead you're still in one so totally agree appreciate optimistic bones um always nice to see optimistic bones uh my storyline is going to be pessimistic ben with a little role reversal not that you're always pessimistic but you're kind of the reality check to me a lot of the time um mine is going to be uh, a lot of talk about the pitching in this series, and I get it. Uh, Manoa had one of his worst starts of the year. Uh, Kikuchi did what he's been doing for a month. Um, but the biggest concern from this series is not the pitching um, as a whole, at least. Uh, starting pitching, maybe, but not the pitching as a whole. It's the hitting. They scored six runs in three games against bad pitching. They didn't face Montas, who hopefully is okay. I, I, I think his MRI came back today. I didn't see what happened. Um, not against Montas, not against Blackburn. They barely even scored against starting pitching for Oakland in this series. And it's not like they got a star-studded bullpen either. They really have just done almost nothing right over the last month and a half. And now they've put together, honestly, one of their best series of the season. Um, the Blue Jays typically killed the AL West and scored a lot of runs while doing it this year. Uh, but they... They just did not hit the ball and score runs the way they needed to pick up wins in Oakland. No, they did not. Um, Montas, by the way, getting a cortisone shot. He's going to miss a start, but I think he'll be good after that. Nice. Um, yeah, they were bad. Bats were bad. There was one bat that was good. Um, that's my MVP. You know, you called me out yesterday for knocking – my hype train that was Matt Chapman. It's fair. It's fair. I'm still going to go ahead and take credit for some bone Stradamus here and say, I called it the man. He had a home run today. He was fantastic uh, in the, what is that now? A Tuesday game. The guy was great. This series, one of the only Eric's, not the Tuesday game. He was great. in The Monday What's game. It? Oh, Monday game. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, you know, he played really well this series against the former club. So uh, I want to take credit. Go out there and say Matt Chapman was a dog. That's my boy, Pegasus. People forget uh, that's his nickname. Pegasus. Um, we talked before this episode. I'm okay with you taking the credit. Um, I wanted you to acknowledge yesterday that you hedged, uh, but now that that's been I acknowledged hedged. and you accepted it, um, you did still pick the guy who was best this series to be your hype train. Um, my hype train was not good. Uh, Kevin Vigio went one for ten. Um, I will say my scary was good, Cole Irvin, and your scary wasn't great. So together we had a really good week, and we're a team. And so we're going to take Love those that. away. Um, 
My MVP, I mean, Chapman obviously was the best player in the series, um, but I'm going to go MVP Bo. Um, he hits the home run that does win them the third game. If he doesn't hit that home run, even with Chapman's play, they could very well lose it. Um, so it, it's been a couple times this year where they've really needed a big swing at a bow, and he's come up pretty consistently now um, with that hit when they needed him to. Not like he had a bad series anyway. Uh, three hits and 11 at-bats, which is high twos average. And uh, two of his three hits were extra base hits, one double and one homer. So, like, definitely a solid series. Uh, second highest OPS in the series to Chapman. Uh, but just timely, timely hit from Bo, and that's kind of exactly what they needed. So I have him. Um, and now they don't have to play at Oko anymore. Yeah, that's massive. You want to hear a off-topic stat that I just found that I think is kind of cool? Um, actually, you don't have to work. guess. Okay. <laughs> there are three players on the Blue Jays this season who have played every single baseball game. Two of them. I mean, if you think about this for like, a couple seconds, you'll get it, but I just think it's kind of funny. They're kind of nuts. So, played and started are different, um, but the, I do believe I know who played. I believe Matt Chapman has played in every game. Um, he did have uh, at least one start off in Anaheim, but he pinch hit that game. I believe he's he played not played every game. Really? How many has he played? I think he was hurt for like five games, wasn't he? He's played 78 games. So, and they've played, they're 45. They played 82 games. 83 now after the uh, decision. Um, after the decision? After the uh, the game today. Uh, <laughs> I thought, but wasn't yesterday 81? They're 45 and 38, which is 83. Oh, then I misread it. Then there are three guys who have played all but one game. Three guys who have played all. But are you on baseball reference? Yeah, but I'm, I'm counting it in. It's a game behind, though, right? Unless you're counting. Yeah, I'm counting it in. So they're behind by one. Okay, Vlad? Vlad's one. Bo? Bo's two. Now, who's the next one? The third one, I feel like, if anything, is the tricky one. Um, It is the tricky one. There's two guys I'm debating between, so I'll verbalize that. I'm I'm, I'm debating between Santi and Lourdes. Um, I'm... Gonna say Santiago Espinal. Santi. Santiago Espinal. Nice. How many is Lourdes? That kind of crazy. Lourdes has played seventy-four after today. Okay, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, they are like. I mean, the Yankees aren't doing it as much this year, but they are like the anti-Yankees. Like, I I think Vlad has not started in like three of the last three hundred something games. Like yeah, he, he just plays every single day. And Bo played, I believe Bo played 161 last year. Vlad played 161 last year, and Bo played 159 last year. Okay. Like that's ridiculous still, though. No, yeah, it's a lot of baseball. That, uh, that much anymore. But I, when you have 20 year olds, you may as well do that. Um, you know, yeah. Like, you want to run but at the same time, they're, they're 24 and 23 years old. Like you may as well uh, put them out there every day. Their bodies can take it. Um, but. Um, anything else on the uh, Angels series yet? Or Angels? Oakland no, I just yet? preliminary overlaid you, though. Okay, cool. Well, then it means that's time to talk about my dogs over at BlueNile.com. A wedding jewelry and fine jewelry spot for you. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, fine jewelry as unique as him slash her with the modern convenience of online shopping at Blue Nile. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, 
and clarity, as well as the setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft his or her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. You should make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use code Locked On. That's code Locked On Plus. Every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. All right, it's time to talk trade deadline potential acquisitions. Um, Ben and I each have two guys that we think Toronto should acquire before July 31st hits. Uh, I'm going to go first. I've got a starter. I've got a reliever. I've said both of them on this podcast before. The reason I'm saying them again is because I believe in them heavy. Uh, The starter is a man I've spoken about, like I said, many times on different publications. It's Martin Perez, Martin Perez. Um, Or actually, I guess it's Martin Perez, also known as El de Guanare and El de las Matas. Um, This guy's just been nails this year and like has come out of nowhere. Uh, you know, what's funny to me is like, if you looked at his baseball reference and you just accumulated all of his stats from the day he got into the league to last season, the guy is, was terrible. Like it is a miracle. He's still in major league baseball. I honestly, he must be like a great clubhouse guy or something. He's pitched before this season. He had pitched 1100 innings. To a four seven one ERA. That means he was bad for a while. Like he wasn't yeah. like good here and there. Before this season, the best he'd done was a three six two ERA in his age twenty two season, uh, and that's it. After that, has never had an ERA below four. Twice he's had been it below, a above little, five. He's been a little injury prone, which in a way I think saved him. Um, I mean, he's pitched full seasons. Like he has he has been injured, but he has pitched plenty of full seasons. Yeah, and um, I think like that last year he pitched a full year. year. That age twenty two year bought him some time, and Texas being bad right near the end of his rookie deal probably bought him true a little more time. But then, too. so that all makes sense, all well and good. Why do does Minnesota and Boston then take a chance on him for three years? Like what? Yeah, confusing. I couldn't tell you. But then he comes back and he said it was worth the wait because then he came back to Texas and it's just a dog now. Um, so it shows what I know. Go out and get him. Texas ain't doing anything. They're terrible. Okay, Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager are supposed to be like the best dynamic duo since Tom and Jerry, and they're awful. So. Go get this man, okay? Just please go get this man. He has a two, three, four ERA. He's pitched 100 innings. He has 81 Ks. Doesn't matter. He's not a strikeout guy. Uh, 165 ERA plus. I mean, the dude is just good. He's only let up four homers all year long. 25 walks in 100 innings. That's fantastic. Go get him. What's his contract switch to? He's like one year, there. four mil. Perfect contract. It's a rental. Yeah, it's, it's a perfect contract. Um. Yeah, no, I mean, it is pretty funny that his name is not nearly – I guess it's because Texas is kind of going for it, but, like, they're not good. And his name is so much less frequently brought up than Montas and Castillo. Um, I know those teams are definitely selling because they're awful, but um, 
Like it does feel like Texas like, is going to sell, right? What's their record? You're not going to buy on Martin. Like you're not going to then build around Martin Perez. Like no, if that's your plan. That's you have I, a terrible plan. Well, that's why I want him because I don't want a multi-year guy like Montas or Castillo. I exactly. Just want this year. Um, Dude, it's so sad how bad Marcus Simeon is. He's terrible. But his last month has actually been significantly better. Um, so, but like, still so sad. He got the bag. Good for him. Um, he did get the bag. High key. He got the bag. It's crazy, crazy bag. Um, all right, shall I do mine? First one Go I've ahead, also man. said on this podcast. My second one I don't believe I have. But my first one, uh, my second favorite person to ever live in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, David Robertson. Um, we, we've discussed this, so I'm not going to do it at nauseum. Um, most of the time, I wouldn't be in on closer for bad team because I don't think they pitch high pressure. But David Robertson was the Yankees closer um, and was the White Sox closer for two years. And now is the Cubs closer reemerging after really just like three years of obscurity. Didn't even play in 2020. Um, and has been really good for the Cubs this year. 29 appearances, 195 ERA, uh, 11 saves because the Cubs don't give him that many opportunities, 44 strikeouts to 15 walks. Uh, he's allowed three home runs in 32 and a third innings and just 17 hits in those 32 and a third innings overall. Sub one whip. Um, he knows how to do it. Um, I wouldn't be afraid bringing him into Yankee Stadium, which is who, or Fenway Park, which is who you really need to worry about, uh, you know, bringing in a guy to beat. And he probably slots in as your eighth inning guy, which is pretty huge um, to be your eighth inning guy with the talent that he has. So um, he what was he not the 2017 Yankees eighth inning guy? Um, um, I think so. And because I'm looking at he, his 20. So, he gets traded from the White Sox to the Yankees mid-2017 after like a long career yeah, with the he Yankees. Yeah, was. he was so good that year too. 30 appearances for the Yankees as an eighth-inning guy, 103 ERA. Well, they, like, had, really the, they had a, such a good bullpen la- that year where they had like Batances was still in his prime and they had Chad Green who had like just shown up and had like a 1-8 ERA. So like he kind of filled in wherever he needed to. Um, But like he really – like I don't count – um. 2019 because he made seven appearances or 2021 because he made 12 appearances which is like really just not a full year um he really hasn't had like a bad year like maybe his rookie season but he pitched 30 innings and he was a rookie um and then 2019 and 2021 he pitched 18 innings total so i i love the idea of bringing in robertson we're we're talking uh nicknames so let's get houdini to toronto it's my guy i'd want nothing more Actually, I might want one thing more, but doesn't help this podcast. Um, all right, my other guy is a reliever as well, right-handed. Kind of goes against your whole good reliever for bad team thing, but I don't really care. Um, David Bednar is my guy here. He's just been fantastic for the Pirates this season, who were like kind of sneaky good for like the last month, by the way. I don't know if you've been paying attention to that. O'Neill Cruz showed up and they were like, hey, let's be good now. And they were like, all right, cool. He's not um, actually even that good if you go look at his numbers now. But my guy, Jack Sawinski, is popping the ball. Yeah, that guy is. Sawinski's really good. Um, last time I talked about Bednar on this podcast, he had not given up a hit to a cleanup hitter all season long. That is still the case. Let's go. He still has not given up a single hit to one cleanup hitter. Isn't that 
like kind of bonkers. Like not one guy has gotten to him. And it's not even that he uh uh he's walked four of them now. Back then he hadn't. But not a single hit to a cleanup hitter. The guy is uh, pretty fantastic this season. A two three seven ERA. He's got fifty one Ks and thirty eight innings and a, exactly a one WHIP. Um, I love him. He needs to be a Toronto Blue Jay like ASAP. I'm into it. The only the only reservation I have, uh, I meant to mention Robertson also on a one year deal for I believe two and a half million. Um, so that's like fantastic. Um. But uh, my only hesitation, I believe Bednar's on his rookie deal still, so I do wonder if the Yeah, I mean, you'd have to hold on to him for a while or, like, uh, just kind of fizzle out. I don't expect him to be, like, Craig Kimbrell, but, like, you know. Yeah. I'm cool to hold on to him. I just worry about his uh, his price jumping because of that. But Well, he only uh, has one year of service. So, like, you got him for five seasons. So, like, you don't necessarily have to pay him right now. Yeah, you don't have to pay him for two more years. Um and even still, you're arbitrating. Um, okay, well, I'll do my last one. I don't believe I've mentioned this guy on the pod. I apologize to people if I have, because I did try to come with one new one today. Um, when you trade for David Robertson, I actually want another Cubs reliever, which again goes against my uh, good reliever, bad team. But this guy, like Robertson, has been a good reliever on a good team before, so it's proved to me that he can do it. Um, I want them to throw Michael Gibbons in as well. Uh, Blue Jays need more than just one. They probably need, in my opinion, at least two sure bullpen arms um, to get into the pen. And Gibbons is a side armor, so he's a little situational, but could also probably pitch your seventh inning. Uh, he's got a one-year, $5 million deal. And this season, he's just been good. Like, I don't think it would cost that much to throw him in, which is part of the deal. 31 appearances, 3-3-4 ERA. Is he a world beater? No, but he's been a really solid pitcher for a really long time. Eight-year career, 3-4 ERA, and 428 innings. He had one so-so year in Baltimore and then one bad 10-game stretch with the Rockies, which I, like, half don't care about because sidearming in Coors Field is just a nightmare. Um, and it was 2020, so it was the bonkers here, too. Um, so, like, I just think if you want a sure bet, like, another trustworthy guy, um, and kind of just the ability to slide everyone down, which makes your bullpen better. Get Givens in the deal. Why not? Two guys on expiring deals, vets in the pen that you can trust. And Givens, like Robertson, has pitched in big games in ALE stadiums, was on the Orioles teams in 2015 and 2016. He played with them all the way to 2020, but like they weren't good then. But like was on the good Orioles teams uh, when that was still a thing. So. I trust him. I think it would be cool to bring both of them over uh, and in one swoop, you know, give the Cubs a couple prospects. And uh, they've shown at least at sometimes to not be willing to ask for too many prospects or at least too high value prospects for some of their players, Anthony Rizzo. So um, I, uh, I'm kind of in on, on going for both these Cubs relievers. I, I like that pick from you. Um I don't know if they do two relievers in one deal, but like maybe they would. We could send them the back, back potentially too, like an expiring deal reliever back, so it doesn't like here's Ryan Baraki. Actually, he's gone. Uh, he's right? Seattle Mariner, I believe. In like, <laughs> yeah, that's so sad. Um, um, I'll it is. All right, well, you confirm that. I'm going to tell the people about Bet Online. It's your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball. 
Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcast news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. You want some cool news as we get into the uh, Seattle series? Sure, man. Ryan Brocky has pitched well for the Mariners, which oh, I'm happy for him. I like I like Ryan Brocky, and I hope he does well. He's just his time with the Blue Jays was kind of done, but he's made ten appearances for Seattle since going over there. Three one two ERA and eight and two thirds innings. It's good stuff. Pitched around a little bit of traffic, but like way, you know, he had a nine nine five ERA in eleven appearances with the Jays. So nice. hoping for that guy who randomly had like a solid twenty eighteen as a starter and then got hurt and really hasn't found it since. I hope to see him uh, revive his career. Go Ryan, go. Um, all right, time for our hype trains and our scaries here on your Thursday episode. Um. You want to start scary or hype train? I'll start scary. Okay. Um, you want to go first or me? Um, you go first. Okay. Uh, this one's easy. Sorry I took it, but also kind of not. Um, probably the best player that is younger than me, only younger than me by, what is that, 15 days it's J-Rod, younger than me by 15 days. He's born on December 29th, 2000. Um, J-Rod, Julio Rodriguez, he's just been a menace this season, like an absolute menace. One of those guys where a lot of people were like, this guy's going to be fantastic. But like they kind of say that about a lot of guys. So you're like, nah, that guy's going to be fine. And then we actually was fantastic. He's 6'3". He's 228 pounds, which funnily enough is the exact height and weight as A-Rod um in his prime he's played 82 games this season that is the most of anybody in baseball or i guess 83 after today uh 21 stolen bases leads the al uh, and he just flat out slugs 277 average and 823 ops 15 homers 43 rbis he just does it all um he's very fast he hits the ball hard the jays have seen him already uh he's also 21 years old like that's so nonsensical doesn't make any sense, but uh, good for J-Rod. He's just, he's just the man. He is. He's their dude. Um, they made a lot of acquisitions this year, and most of them have not worked, although Jesse Winker isn't better recently, and I like him, so I'm happy about that. Um, but uh, he has definitely uh, been, a, you know, he's been a surprise. Like, I think people thought he would be good, but he's been a huge surprise still, so. Um, I like that from you. He's definitely the scariest hitter, which is why I'm just going to abandon the hitters uh, and go over to the pitching side. If Ty France were healthy, he's still hurt. Um, so if he were healthy, I'd be fully in on, on Ty France potentially. But I'm going to go with our old friend, Robert Ray. Uh, Robbie Ray's first appearance versus the Blue Jays is scheduled for this series because he didn't travel to Toronto for the reason that we don't say that everyone doesn't travel to Toronto for. Um, bad start to the year. Um, coming off of Cy Young, definitely uh, did not have his best start to the season after getting that contract. He has absolutely settled down recently, though. Mediocre competition, I will say, um, but he's got a 3.62 ERA now. And if you isolate his last five starts, so June 12th until now, almost a month, uh, in those five starts, 
He has gone seven innings three times, six and two-thirds once, and six in the other. He's only allowed three earned runs, three runs in general over that stretch, for an ERA of 0.8. Opponents are hitting 133 with a near 400 OPS against him. Uh, let me see. Oh, I can't get you that whip. I thought I could get that whip, but I can't get you whip. that whip. It's good, though. He uh, He's walked he's a couple times, but he's he hasn't given up more than four hits in any of those appearances, and he's done at least six in all of them. Coming off a 12-strikeout performance against the Oakland A's, who are apparently tough to beat. Um, I, uh, I, I think Robbie could be an annoying uh, reunion for the Blue Jays, uh, a guy who's knocked his ERA down by an entire run in the last month. Good for Robbie. Uh, he wears like wildly like three sizes too small of pants, though. He's got to figure out. If I had out. those boots, I might also. It's got to be uncomfortable, right? Like, I kind of think it might be like the Adrian Peterson thing where like he like ties his cleats too tight or something, but like, I don't know. I can't, that can't be comfortable, man. No, it's really, it's definitely not that comfortable. Um, it is what it is. It is what it is. All right, my guy. Uh, he is, all right, maybe I can, off the statistics, can you guess him, Ben? Sure. This season, he's hit 12 home runs. Uh, his slugging is a 420 slugging percentage. Against the Seattle Mariners, in his career, he's hit 318, four homers, wow. 10 RBI. Matt Chapman has 12 home runs this year. It's Bobachet. Oh, does Max have got thirteen now? So he's got thirteen now. Okay. I just, I'm brutal. Uh, it's Bobachet. Bo, uh, he's the kind of that dude. Six games at Seattle in his career, and in him he was pretty, pretty good. Uh, a three thirty three average, a nine thirteen OPS, a homer, three ribbies, scored six runs at Safeco, T Mobile, whatever you want to call it. Um, Bo's that dude, and he's going to continue to be that dude. That home run he hit against the A's in that last game, that's going to carry over. He heard my message about uh, pushing this A's series out of sight and just smoking the next 10 games. Bo's going to do it. I'm into it. Um, also, Matt Chapman also now has 13 home runs. I also didn't factor in because uh, I just went to check. He had 12. Now he has 13. Oh, I thought you might be going the AL West guy route. Uh, that's the route that I am going. Uh, I'm going to go with George Springer in this series. Uh, George, for his career, uh, a very good hitter against the Seattle Mariners. Now, obviously, uh, to a certain extent, this has to do with frequency of playing them. Um, but in his career, he has, quick math, 41 extra base hits against the Mariners uh, in 104 games, 22 homers, in 826 OPS, which is pretty solid. Um, and then you go to Safeco, which isn't necessarily an easy park to hit the ball out at at all. Um, so his 12 homers there uh, impressed me too. Um, I like George to bring that AL West experience uh, to Seattle. This will be the first true time that he gets to see, you know, that road Blue Jays crowd uh, in Seattle. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, and honestly, my true hype train is the uh, Blue Jays away crowd. Mm, true. You're going to make it a home series. That'd be big. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I mean, I thought the Mariners might be good this year, and so that might stop Blue Jays fans from packing it so much if Mariners fans pack it a lot. 
Um, but the Mariners know, and I believe the tickets, I don't know this for a fact, I believe the tickets get more expensive when the Blue Jays are there because they know the demand is really high um, because a lot of West Coast Blue Jays fans make the trip. Yeah, they so. bump it up from $1 to $3. Hey, that's like $4.50 Canadian. Um, all right. Um, anything else on that series? Or shall we wrap this baby up? I think we got to wrap this baby up, man. All right. Well, with that, we say... Thanks so much for making Locked on Blue Jays your first listen every day. Can you give me the ticker belt? Yeah. Can you also, for the listeners right now, if you made it this far in the episode, can you type in the comments um, Logitech? Type it in the comments if you made it this far. All right. Type Logitech in the comments if you made it this far um, and actually comment it. Uh, also, email us lockedonbluejaysreal at gmail.com, R E A L, locked on Blue Jays Real. Uh, we are going to you know react to this first Mariners game uh, and talk about, you know, Casey Lawrence and the future of starting pitching uh, when we come back. But for now, make your second listen, Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia. He's going deep on the MLB stars tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. He's Matt Bonaparte. I'm Ben Schulman. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll see you for one more this week, your Friday episode coming up tomorrow.